So, Bill, I don't know if you remember this, but about 20 years ago, it was summertime, and one of our friends, uh, Jason, declared it the summer of Jay. This was his big, big summer where he was going to do everything spontaneous. He was going to live life. He was going to really enjoy himself, and he was going to have a great time. So I, I think it was 2002, but it was the summer of Jay. Yeah, it was incredible. It was awe-inspiring, uh, and at the same time, I was doubtful of the possibility of it working, but he powered through it so much that it kind of brought up my summer too. Yeah, so I think the summer of Jay is the antithesis of a cruel summer. That is a good point. So, Jay, in all of your joy, you kept a cruel, cruel summer away from us. And we thank you so very much for that, for making 2002 the incredible year that it was for us. We want to dedicate this episode not only to our friend, the Summer of Jay, but also to Yvonne, who has been doing a lot of our social media posts and whatnot. If you've noticed a sudden improvement in the quality of our social media posts, you can thank Yvonne for that. Yeah, that's what happens when you have someone in, in, in their 20s taking care of stuff as opposed to, you know, a couple of middle-aged guys who barely know how Facebook works. Yeah. And this is her actual career, too. Yeah, yeah. She does this for a career. Yeah, like you said. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we want to thank Yvonne for doing our social media stuff, but also for suggesting that we do this song. Uh, I think from the very first day that uh, that I met with her talking about this podcast, she said, you need to do Cruel Summer by Banana Rammer. That was probably close to a year ago when I first chatted with her about this podcast. All right, Yvonne. Today, we make good on our promise. Bananarama. I was surprised with all the information that I found on them. Like they're British? Besides that they're <laughs> British. Just how cool they are. Yeah. And they seem to have this sort of punk rock ethos. I know they're post-punk rock people. But yeah. they aren't just some sort of manufactured band, which no. I think in my head... I don't know why it was in my head. Maybe it's because of the 90s and, and what became of groups. Yeah. Girl groups, boy groups, whatever. When they were put together, right? But yeah, they, the the trio was, was, they were born out of the punk movement. Yeah. For sure, right? So the band is comprised of Sarah Dolan, or Dalen. Uh, and remember, they're, they're British, so I'm Canadianizing all of their, the pronunciation. Uh, Siobhan Fahey, or... Sayobahan, right? That's how it's pronounced, maybe? Not at all. But Not I, did, at all. I did that once to a student when I, I, sh- I should have known better. Yeah. And Curran Woodward. And it's not Karen. Karen. It is Karen. It is Karen? <laughs> yeah. Why is it spelled Curran here? Well, that's how they spell Karen. In, in England? I don't know. That's how her parents spelled Karen. Oh. 
Well, I don't know. Like, I, again, I Canadianized the pronunciation here. Off so, to a smashing start. Oh, my goodness. This is like, I think we're like five minutes in. It's five minutes of cut material. Yeah. <laughs> so Sarah and Karen were friends since childhood. Yep. And then Siobhan joined in later on. And they uh, had no real background in music at all. So this is what I think with punk roots. Yeah. Not trained, classically trained at all. No. Ended up meeting up with the drummer from the Sex Pistols. What's his name? Paul Thomas Cook. Right. And he let them crash at his, like, a recording place that he had set up. Yeah. So they lived in this, not quite squalor, but it looked pretty bad in the yeah. documentary I watched. Well, and, and it, you know, it's kind of... Uh, serendipitous i guess that uh, they, they crash at the drummer the sex pistols because the sex pistols were kind of the same way they yep. didn't play any instruments yeah. really malcolm mclaren just sort of put them together right right and malcolm mclaren tried to take some control over bananarama oh, okay but one thing he learned and the rest of the world ended up learning is you don't control these three people no, no they no. call the shots and they also make fun of the people trying to write their own mu- music for them that'll come up later okay but they're pretty cool and not to be messed with so they they kind of followed their own drum so to speak and their early singles were very different yeah the one with fun boy three has a, it's a recording of a 1930s song oh really and it has a totally different feel than what i expected okay and it's also super cool And then they have a debut album, which is Skydiving or something like that. What is it? Blue Skydiving? Deep Sea Skiving. Okay, I had that totally wrong. So it's almost like Skydiving. Skydiving, yeah. Skiving makes more sense. Yeah. Okay. So their second album, self-titled, Bananarama, and it opens with Cruel Summer. Yeah. And this is kind of the song that got them popular. Oh, yeah. And this song has stood the test of time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're probably going to chat about it later, but it's been covered a number of times and some pretty uh, big bands uh, of their era were were covering it too, right? Yeah. So this is written with their producers for this album. It's uh, Steve Jolly and Tony Swain. Right. So the five of them write this song together. Mm Mm-hmm. And it does fairly well in the UK. Was it top five or something like that? Uh, it made top 10 for sure. It reached number eight in the UK. Right, okay. On the singles chart. And it didn't make huge waves in the States until a little movie called The Karate Kid came out. I think The Karate Kid franchise is, it, it's like the kingmaker of uh, 80s songs, right? Because, yeah. well, I mean, Peter Cetera was always Peter Cetera, but uh, Glory of Love, like, you say Peter Cetera, that's the song you think of, You right? think of Karate Kid Part 2. Well, yeah, but yeah. the Karate Kid franchise, Yeah, exactly. Right? Well, I don't yeah. want to talk about Karate Kid Part 3. No, and maybe not the, the reboot with uh, Jaden Smith either. Or the fourth one with Hilary Swank. Yeah. Okay, so, so Karate Kid 1 and okay. 2. Karate Kid 1 and 2 were kingmakers when kingmakers. it came to 80s pop music. Bananarama refused to let Cruel Summer be put in the Karate Kid soundtrack, but its inclusion in the scene where Daniel goes to school yep. and then gets cut or cuts himself from the soccer team. Yep. 
ended up causing it to get popularity in the states and it moved up the charts yeah so uh a year later it uh, hits number nine in the united states and introduces bananarama to a much wider audience and it, like most songs that endure it doesn't really matter what it peaked at yeah. it might as well have been number one oh, yeah. because you could look at whatever was in the top 10 that year and you wouldn't remember a bunch yeah. of those compared to this. This is something they'll still be singing in 20 years. Yeah, this is the song you remember, right? Yeah. Let's talk about the lyrics to this song. Fairly simple in terms of lyrics. They have a great hook, yep. and then they own that and go with it, and you have a major first verse, a minor second, and then chorus, 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 chorus. Yeah. Which is a good move. Yeah. And I would say that the, the theme of this song, it's the anti-summer summer song. Right. It's poppy It's poppy enough, and, and it, you remember it, but lyrically, it's not about fun in the summer like you would think most summer songs are. Like, yeah. it's, it's, no, it's no Mungo Jerry in the summertime or Surf in USA or, or anything by the Beach Boys, right? Yeah. Yeah, totally. So, let's see. First verse says, hot summer streets and the pavements are burning. I sit around trying to smile, but the air is so heavy and dry. Strange voices are saying, what did they say? Things I can't understand. It's too close for comfort. This heat has got right out of hand. It's a song about oppressive heat and being alone. Yeah. It's not a fun song. No. But the, strangely, it sounds so fun. Yeah. That it doesn't really matter that it's kind of sad. I mean, it, it, you can hear the sadness kind of in the song. Yep. But it's it's a sort of sadness that doesn't lead to total despair. It's just, hey. Yeah. This is, this is what it is. And you know what? Thinking about it after, like, reading the lyrics more deeply and... and uh, and researching the song, what did I think a song called Cruel Summer was going to... Did I think it was actually a happy song? <laughs> when I was a kid, I, I guess I knew it was like... Because I kept hearing, now you're gone. Yeah. And, and so, like, I knew that, but also didn't care. That somehow... when Because we heard it when we were... I don't know. We'd be seven years old. Yeah. Yeah, I think. Six, seven, yeah. Six, yeah. So, it was, it was constantly there. Okay, second verse, we're pretty short. The city is crowded, my friends are away, and I'm on my own. It's too hot to handle, so I gotta get up and go. There you go, there's your verses. And then it's just chorus, repeat, yeah. chorus, 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 right? Yeah. Which is which is great because the chorus is hooky, right? Yeah. And as the chorus goes on, the more you hear it, the more you start thinking different things. So I know they're they're doing little changes throughout it, and we'll get into that. But just the repetitive nature of it never bores me. I could yeah. listen to a 10-minute version of this and still be content. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 
And I think it's their voices. What fascinates me with this band, thinking about Wilson Phillips, who harmonized all the time and did all these things. Mm-hmm. These are three people who just sing together. Yeah. They just do unison. Yeah. There's not there's not harmony, but they're... they're Explain they're, unison to me. And they're singing all at the same time, united, uni. Yeah, but Wilson Phillips was doing singing at the same time, too. And you Harmony. Know, I don't understand the difference. So unison is same note, harmony... They're doing different things. Oh. Yeah. Now, I've made all this up, <laughs> just, but I, I'm sticking I, to I, it. Actually, I think you're probably right. Yeah. I think if we say it with enough confidence, it's going to be true. Yeah, and it, it is. They unison this. They yeah. didn't harmonize this. Okay. Unicize. Unicized. Right. Their voices are different enough that it feels like you're maybe around a campfire. Yeah, and you're listening to three distinct people. So yeah. yeah, and it's super fun. Yeah. And they're so easygoing and cool about it. Oh, I know. They, they just seem super so cool. cool. They're the people that in high school, being cool just comes so easily. They don't even have to try. Yeah, and I think they're so cool, they'd be super nice to us because they're so cool. Yeah. They don't even I would like to think care. so. Oh, yeah. They would yeah. totally get along with us. We're quirky. Yeah. We could hang with them. Banana Rambo, if you want to hang out with this podcast, I mean, we're still quirky and you're still cool. So, you know, swing on down. But then I heard about them going to like clubs and stuff and how they'd come home with like maybe a chipped tooth or whatever because they get hit in the head with a purse or something. Like, okay, <laughs> I don't think I could handle those. Cl- I don't think I could hang. No, they, they definitely have an edge to them, right? Like, oh, yeah. Like I said, they, they were kind of born out of that whole punk movement in the 70s, like uh, through into the 80s, right? Yeah. So let's go through that chorus just for the sake of yeah. completeness here. It's a cruel, cruel summer leaving me here on my own. It's a cruel, cruel summer. Now you're gone. Yeah, so, like I said, not a super pumped up happy summer song, right? The one article I read from Sarah Dalen was saying, like, you know, it, it, it's it's a summer song, but it plays on the darker side. So she said, the best summer songs remind you of your youth, what you did on holidays, uh, how you felt when you kissed a boy, going away without your parents. But then she said, uh, the song, it played on the darker side. It looked at the oppressive heat, the misery of wanting to be with someone as the summer ticked by. And we've all been there. Oh, and how I've been there. Yeah. Now, going back to the lyrics, I did want to say that there's a possibility that the oppressive heat is causing delirium because yeah. there's voices in her yeah, head. Yeah, okay. And so she says, strange voices are saying, what did they say? Things I can't understand. It's too close for comfort. So this heat's getting on hand, but she might be going through delirium. Yeah, could be heat stroke. Yeah. And then... The city's crowded, but she's got no friends. And then she's got to get up and go. Where is she going? What's going on here? I don't know. Where are the voices telling her to go? I don't know. I think one of the key things to this song for me, and for anybody, for any song really, is that sound. Yeah. And so if we're trying to isolate the sounds... 
what are the things you like hearing when you hear this? What sounds do you hear? Well, there's the xylophone, right? Yes. And, and we were discussing this, trying to like, is that a xylophone or is that a synth, the keyboard? I'm pretty sure it's a synth xylophone, yeah. synth synthophone, synthophone. Yeah. yeah. There's that. There's the guitar that sounds like yeah. Niles Rogers from Chic. Yeah. And that that's surprising in a '80s song like this. And coming from these post-punk people, mm-hmm. this sounds a bit disco to me. Yeah, which is kind of interesting because it, it's drawing on usually punks like the anti-disco in my head, anyways. I yeah. think that, but this kind of blends the two together. Maybe the whole punk thing came full circle that it was, you know, anti-disco. Yeah, but so punk it's disco. Yeah, it's so punk it's disco. <laughs> And the synth bass is big yeah. for me. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. I hear that in my head a lot. I'm like, oh, that sounds so good. Yeah. So good. So kudos to uh, Swain and Jolly. Yeah. Yeah. Or Jolly and Swain. Or Jolly and Swain. I don't know. Well, I, I don't have their business card in front of me, but that's yeah. some pretty cool sounds you, yeah, you yeah, brought yeah, up here. Yeah. They produced the entire album too, right? Yeah. I think, yeah. There's a song on the album called Talking to Robert De Niro or something like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> it's really good. And yeah. Robert De Niro called them. Oh, really? And hung out with them. Oh, cool. Yeah. When they first became famous, they were at a hotel and they saw Mike Tyson there. Oh, wow. And he burst into Cruel Summer. 80s Mike Tyson is singing Cruel Summer. At Banana Ram. So I, I think that's like, yeah, you know you've made it then, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's equally awesome and equally terrifying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> so, they probably didn't want to tell. It's like, oh, Mike, you're, you're, you're killing this song. Yeah, yeah. I don't even want to say that right now, but uh, <laughs> no, I'm pretty I, sure he doesn't know where I live. Yeah. The music video. I didn't like it. <laughs> there, there you've was, got a lot of info for me here. So it's shot in uh, in Brooklyn. They picked New York just because they always wanted to go to New York. And they said, like, well, let's shoot the video here just because. Yeah. And they were kind of, like, set up. Like, their home base, their base of operations for, for the day was at this pub underneath the Brooklyn Bridge. So they went there. You know, they get set up. They shoot in the morning. They come back at lunch. And apparently it was, like, a brutally hot day. It was a cruel summer day. So they shoot in the morning and they're exhausted and just like it's disgusting out. And it's city heat too, right? And they talk about a dry heat. And being from Southern Ontario, it's the humid heat, the wet heat that makes my summers cruel. It's just, that's the oppressive part. Anyways, I digress. So they come back to the uh, pub to sort of like get touched up, get, uh, you know, get a little food, maybe have a beer or two into them and then go out in the afternoon and shoot the rest of the video. And they get there and there's a bunch of dock workers, I guess some some locals, I, I guess it's a bit of a townie bar or something. So they meet up with these uh, these dock workers and, you know, they were interested in what was going on. And then they just started, again, this, it's the 80s, so it this makes sense, I guess. But they bust out some vials of Coke and offer the girls cocaine. And, and Siobhan has never done it before, but... 
they go back out and they say like if you, if you watch the video you can tell the the scenes that are shot in the morning because they're not like super happy or anything like that and you know you can tell that they're they're tired and and all that but then the ones in the afternoon after they recharged at the bar were like they're manic and fun and just like full of energy <laughs> so that's such a crazy story yeah because they have a song on the bananarama album that cruel summer's on that's called Hotline to Heaven, and it's an anti-drug song. Oh, really? This is classic 80s, where now it just, like, <laughs> this kind of ruins things for me, where so many anti-drug campaigns where we had to take in different strokes with Nancy Reagan, yeah. told us all about it, yeah, <laughs> and every other show we had that was anti-drugs. And then Bananarama gave us one, but they were doing coke with dock workers while they are filming that video. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, you know. Oh, it's funny. It was a cruel... Well, a cruel, cruel decade. The, the 80s, yeah, exactly. It was that's it's, it's just the 80s, Bill. Yeah, I know. So the music video has them like, aren't they on like a dump truck and they're throwing bananas at another guy in well, another they're, car? They're, they're kind of being chased by the cops. Right. Uh, no, no, no. They're, sorry, it starts off and they're working at a gas station mm-hmm. of sorts, but I it's never really implied that they're doing anything illegal. But maybe it's an illegal gas station. I don't know if those exist or yeah. what. But then the cops show up, and then they jump on this truck, and they're hucking banana peels out the truck window, and they're they're landing on the cop car windshield, and the the cop car I think it it kind of crashes uh, a little bit. But what I love about it is there's there's the cop, but then there's this boss hog character like from from Dukes of Hazard. So in my mind, like I'm thinking, it's like this is what England thinks the American police force is like because there's boss hog he's sort of pulling the strings like he's got the white suit and the hat and everything kind of looks a little like boss hog and which is fantastic so i'm watching this and like this is amazing yeah but deuce of hazard is going strong then right yeah so yeah 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 yeah. yeah. so my uh my question for you is what would make a better music video or do you like it i kind of like it there's a kitsch factor about it right It, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense because this is a song about being left, um, right? And I equate it to a breakup song uh, about a song about being dumped, and I'm right. and you're left in this cruel, cruel summer. You're all alone, and it's hot, and it's miserable and terrible. Right. So I guess if we're gonna be on the nose with the the video, it'd be sort of you know a relationship breaking up and then just being alone. Yeah, I was thinking of a movie. Now yeah. the Karate Kid it works fine with yeah. because you know it's. High school and that song yeah. works well. And high school is just a cruel place. It to be. It's a cruel anyways. place to be. Well, you live there basically. I right? still do. Yeah. It's still a cruel summer. Yeah. Uh, there's another movie that begins with the same sort of idea. So in this movie, I'm thinking I'm going to see if you can guess it, where it opens with them being on a hot summer street. Pavements are burning. It's so hot that these two guys have to go up to the top of their apartment building and put their legs in a kiddie pool to get cool. And at one point, it's so hot that a guy tries to mug them. They're in New York. And the other guy, one of the guys walking together, just pushes the guy's gun away and says, it's too hot for this, and walks on. And the other guy's mourning the loss of his girlfriend. So it is a cruel summer. So in the movie, they go to a tropical island because they got invited there by their boss. 
Weekend at Bernie's. Exactly. So this is to me should have been at the opening of Weekend at Bernie's. Not sure if it was. Yeah, yeah. I but, don't think so. Uh, the research I it didn't reference it. Yeah. Just played at Weekend at Bernie's. Sorry, Weekend at Bernie's. It's a big loss there. Yeah. yeah Maybe yeah. Weekend at Bernie's three if they can dig up that body again. Yeah. And see what happens. <laughs> you know the the reboot. Yeah. Okay. Good. A little bit of trivia for you. All right, let's hear it. Do you know that they hold the Guinness World Record for the all-female group with the most UK chart entries in history? Yes, because I have that Wikipedia page. Yeah, I took that right off Wikipedia. Okay. (laughs) Okay, this is not trivia, but I just want to state this, is that Sarah ended up saying in an interview, just from, I think actually a couple days ago, she said, people used to say the 80s were a terrible decade, it was all backcombed hair and shoulder pads. But for me, it was all very identifiable artists. I think each person, each group or solo artist, we all wrote our own music. We all styled ourselves. We didn't have the big glam teams they do now. It was all quite organic. It was very much a pop decade, and it still stands the test of time. I'm going to agree with her on that. I, I, mm-hmm. I like the feel of the 80s. Here's also another bit of trivia for you. Okay. It actually is pronounced Curran and not Karen. That's not true. <laughs> I just want to be right. Yeah. Two, two documentaries, and I think she, they even called her Karen. Why do they spell it with two E's then? That makes no sense to me. Karen, yeah. Curran. Okay. Okay. All right. Are well. you maybe just confusing their accent? I don't know. I like to think that I'm right here. All right. Let's give you some more trivia. It might be in your Wikipedia page. Yeah. Who is Karen's partner since the early 90s? They broke up briefly 2017. And they're so back together? 2019 got back together. Wow. Good for them. Uh, I have no idea. Okay. Let's see if I can give you a good hint. Hmm. He's in a famous duo that we actually did a podcast on. Not Amy Grant, because we did Peter Cetera and Amy Grant, right? Yeah, no, not with Amy Grant. She's okay. with Vince Gill. That's all. That's right. <laughs> uh, or Peter Cetera, because Peter Cetera is with whoever Peter Cetera is with. Yeah. It is Andrew Ridgely. Oh, from, uh, from Wham. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Cool. Good for them. As far as music videos go, they appeared on top of the pop singing this a whole bunch of times. Okay. But there's one particular one where they're just on the top of a balcony and they are holding on to their mics and purposely not singing to them and looking annoyed and okay. refusing to play along. Oh, really? So they were mad. I, I saw an interview <laughs> I saw an interview with them where they just oh, were annoyed. Oh, they're so cool. They're so way cool. Oh, and my And it's goodness. clear that they had a point that they were making. Yeah. And just made a mockery of Top of the Pops. And this is what they're doing in early in their career. They're just like, there's no sense. Yeah. Like, I think by the 90s with the recession, we're like, please, 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 I'll do whatever you want to keep the job. But they're already properly cynical because by then they realized the record deal they signed took all their royalties, their money. So back in the 80s, you would record an album at some fancy studio. Mm -hmm. But when the money came in... You'd be paying off the studio and the record execs forever, right? So yeah, you weren't... They weren't actually providing that for you. They were just advancing the money. Yeah. What a bunch of jerks. Oh, the record industry is terrible. Yeah. So uh, here's my trivia for you. Okay, all right. So the song is uh, featured in Karate Kid, song also featured in Cobra Kai, 
season right. two finale. Okay. And I've only seen the first four or five episodes of Cobra Kai. Oh, really? Should I keep going? Yeah. I mean, it's fun, right? Like yeah. it's uh, it's really self-referential. It's uh, you get really annoyed with some of the characters, but it's just, I don't know. As long as I see some karate fights, I'm happy, right? Category time. Hit me. Can this be a wedding song? No. And where? I agree. Where would you put this song? Where would I put this? Not at a wedding. <laughs> okay. I'd put it at the after party of a wedding. Yeah, you know what? They went to a it's, club. It's playing in the club when you leave the wedding after yeah. getting shot down by bridesmaid after bridesmaid. And, yes. and it has to be a summer wedding, right? Yeah. And it's just like, this has been a cruel, cruel summer. High school dance. Could you still play this at a high school dance? Um, if it's a retro dance, I think you can still. Yeah. Um, yep. I would still dance to it. If you're a DJ, it's a little bit of a weird. It is a weird dance dance song, but yeah. If you're a DJ and you have a choice between Venus and this song, will you always go for Venus? I think I'd go with Venus. Me too. Yeah. I think this is why uh, it's tough. I think the wedding they play Venus as well. Yeah. Okay, I got another one we haven't talked about in a long time. I did not know that was the lyric. When you read through okay. the lyrics, did you have any moment like that? I have one. Uh, no, because I barely paid attention <laughs> to the lyrics until Fair I enough. researched it's... this. All right, here it is. Although it... I will say that I've always liked this song. Yeah. The uh, second time they do the chorus, yep. it ends with, gonna feel only it was. Yeah. So I never knew that was what they said. Here, let me play it and try to tell you what I think it said. Yeah, they didn't say gonna feel only it was. Yeah. It's listed on the lyrics. It's yeah. you're not the only one. Play that again, just really quick. So I, I heard gonna be the only one. I heard you're not the only one. Yeah, okay, yeah. But right. it's written here as gonna feel only it was. Yeah. That is totally not what they said. Yeah. Well, maybe it is. I don't know. They, her name is Curran. I mean, Karen. <laughs> I don't know what's real anymore. I'm going to feel only it was. That's how I feel right now. Yeah. All right. Next category. I'm yeah. on a roll. I think I'm on a roll. Who else could sing this? Oh, um, of their contemporaries? Because um, they, they kind of set the scene for... These uh these girl sort of pop bands right not pop pop but like uh like the Bangles uh yeah there's Banana Ram with the Bangles and um oh, who's the other one that I always forget Bill get into my brain Go Go's thank you yes yeah so I I think I think the Bangles or the Go Go's could sing it yeah that's a good call I think they right? could yep yep um but then obviously if it's Done today. I again and and I know it's I have it. so obvious for everyone. Carly Rae Jepsen. Oh, she would kill a version of this, I think, because she has that eighties aesthetic, right? She does. I just think she couldn't improve it. I think that the problem is Banana Ram is so cool, yeah, and so nonchalant. Carly yeah. Rae would take it too seriously. I think the Go Go's and Bangles would uh, try too hard. Carly Rae is pretty fun. 
she's fun, but she's got about 18,000 producers on every album. <laughs> and, the, and the Banana Rama just had these two guys. I am burning with a white hot yeah. rage towards well, you right now. It's all right. If you came in with Carly Rae and her producers, you'd all be able to destroy me because there'd be 150 of you. Man, <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Could Michael Bolton sing this? No, no, please no. don't. Yeah, don't do it. It would be horrible. Okay, a uh, Hallmark movie. Yeah, that's a good call. Uh, what, what would the movie be? Because it's <laughs> Hallmark After Dark. Had to be a Hallmark. Would for it me, be a Hallmark After Dark? It's cruel Summer. I think it, I, I think it would be Cruel Summer, but it, it's because this is where this is where it would differ from a Hallmark movie because it can't be in a small town. Because it has to be in the oppressive heat of the summer. But I think at the end of the cruel summer, they get away to the small town, right? right? Yeah, I got a darker idea, like a Hallmark After Dark. So it's a little more sultry, a little more steam. Oh, okay. Just to go with the hot summer heat. Oh, okay. Yeah. So um, Richard Marks' Summer Nights could be included in there. When they go away, cruel summer, she's got to go. And when she goes... It's going to head into Endless Summer Nights, oh, Richard okay. Marks. So it's going to go back to that original. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's my my idea. All right. Mixtape. What do you got? I just got two. Okay. Yeah, I, I wanted something that was sounded kind of fun, but was sad. Yeah. Summertime Blues, Eddie Cochran. Okay. I don't and, know if I know that one. Uh, there Ain't No Cure for the Summertime Blues. Oh, yeah, blues. yeah, yeah, yeah. And See You in September by The Happenings. Okay. <laughs> so, because... Both is fun, but yeah. totally sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there, there's my two. So I, I went, uh, unfortunately, I, I don't know why. Oh, I know why, because it's a cruel summer. Um, I went a little bit more depressing, or, or sadder songs. Okay. Uh, with, for, for the most part, anyways. Because this is a song about being left okay. and being alone So okay. and, and wanting someone. Okay. Because you know, in the in the in the song, she's seeing, uh, you know, she's all alone, um, and it was referenced in it in an interview. So there's a lot of preamble here. So I, yeah. I need to explain my uh, explain my mixtape. Which... You got about 18 songs. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now, great. When you have to explain your mixtape, it's not a good mixtape usually. Like, or 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 it's 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 so far down a rabbit hole that it's. <laughs> It's just like, no one's getting these references. So no one gets my references here. All right. Anyways, this okay. is a song about being dumped and or wanting someone. So we do start with a little bit of a more upbeat, Baby, I Need Your Loving. Yeah. By the Four Tops. Good. And then then we just grind it right down. You were meant for me, Jewel. Oh my God! <laughs> I know. What I did you do? Destroyed everything. That's a cruel, cruel mixtape. I know. I can't make you love me, Bonnie Raitt. Oh my gosh! What? No, this is. <laughs> I need you now more than words, alias. Oh my gosh! No one is going to download our mixtape now. <laughs> All out of love, air supply. Oh my gosh! And then we. Uh, this is my uh, the the curveball at the end. A song about wanting someone. I want it that way by the Backstreet Boys. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was okay. kind of all over the place. It I was know. all right. Good, good work, good work. <laughs> okay, um, it was a good work. I don't think that it was. I think no. you're just yeah. No, it's good work in the sense that I just didn't see that coming, and we yeah. didn't cross over at all. Yeah. Um, well, it's difficult when you only pick two. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so next up, what part of the song do you find yourself singing along to the most? 
I don't know that I, I, I mean, there's, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Or you'd hear the most in your head. Yeah. So uh, what I hear the most in my head are, are the xylophones. Okay. But the part that sits in my head is the strange voices are saying, it's a, what did they say? You're that right. part, yeah. Yeah, okay, good. Mine are towards the end, okay. where it's they sing and then they they are also backing themselves up. Okay. Where they'll say "Leaving me," and then they come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they say "It's a cruel, it's a cruel," and so that for me just is incredible. Yeah, I, that's what I take with me. Cover versions. Have you gone through any covers? Well, I, I listened to a couple. I mean, there's the Ace of Base, which is the big one. Yeah. I found it super disappointing when it came out because yeah. it sounded so much like it, but lacking yeah. in the fun. And because Ace of Base, they seemed much more manufactured to me Yeah, that it just didn't hit. Yeah. And the video was a bore too. Yeah. yeah. So dis- Ace of Base, thumbs down. Yeah. But then there's also another like uh, like slow depressing version. Uh, Amy Lee from Evanescence. Yeah, she did it during the pandemic. Yeah, so it's just like <laughs> thanks, well, Amy. You, well, I mean, it makes sense, right? Yeah. Like it just sort of like life is terrible right now, so I'm gonna do this super stripped down emotional version of this song. Have you heard Lord's version of it? No. Me neither. Okay. <laughs> but I'm going to play it right now. All right. There's more. There's... Yep. There's a hip-hop version. Yes. And... That played in Blue Crush, right? Blue the movie? Crush. Yeah. I watched the scene where it was in. Ah, I'm kind of glad I missed Blue Crush. Listen, Point Break's the only surfing movie I need. The The hip-hop version is kind of funny because the guy basically is just rapping over the song. Yeah. And they have other people coming in to sing. Yeah. They sing a little more saccharin than I can handle. Okay. But he's like, uh, every time they're complaining about the summer, he's giving them advice on how to enjoy it. Oh. Go to the beach. It's just like, what? <laughs> What's the matter? Having a bad day? They looked at me with sad faces and began to say to me. Hots on the streets and the pavements are burning a around. I said, you gotta be kidding, baby. Summer is the joint. You thinking? Trying to smile, but the air is 
Let me get a hold and slap back with the new stuff. It reminds me of Crazy Town Butterfly. Oh, okay, yeah. And that's not a compliment. No. Not at all. No. And Crazy Town is a guilty pleasure for me. Yeah. But that's not a compliment to me either. I got some... That song's really not going to make it onto this podcast, no. is it? But I do like that song. To my detriment. It's de- no, I know. And the rap is awful. Yeah. They, these are people that basically, when they start rapping, it's like, you know you can't date my daughter. Yeah. No, I don't trust her. <laughs> Okay. Uh, Bananarama has several versions of this. Yeah. Yeah. They have uh, at least three versions. Yeah. So they have this version, an extended mix of this version. Mm -hmm. They have a New Jack Swing version of this. Yeah. 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 It didn't quite work to me. But they have a Latin pop version. Yeah. That, that, I like that one kind of. I, I haven't heard that one. Yeah, that one's pretty good. Yeah. So they actually have some new lyrics, extra okay. lyrics in there. We also have Super Chunk did a version of it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Not a fan of the, that version. Yeah, and I haven't then heard it. So Carrie Kimmel that you brought up did the version for Cobra Kai season two. Yeah, and that feels like something that unless you got to watch it on screen, it just didn't work for me either. But yeah. there's so many of these songs where they take an '80s banger and sing it really slow yeah. over some depressing picture of superheroes or karate kids or something yeah 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 We haven't talked about this in a while, and this is unfair because he hasn't returned my texts. Yeah. Would Chris Newkirk like this song? And let's first start by saying who Chris Newkirk is. So Chris Newkirk, and he has not been on the the show in quite some time. And that's our fault, not his fault. Maybe that's why he's mad at us. I think it's his fault. Mm. Okay, yeah. It's not our fault. It's it's him that's wrong. Chris Newkirk is a good friend of ours, lead singer of the Julies, who are actually coming out with a new album. Uh, Which is fantastic. And he has impeccable taste. And actually knows musical terms. Yeah. So, you know, he's probably cringing when he hears a lot of this stuff. Yeah. Would Chris Newkirk like this song? I have a thought. What do you think? I think he would love this song. I would also think that he would love this song. I think he'd give a caveat where he'd say that they lost the plot towards 88. Mm -hmm. But that has nothing to do with this song. Yeah. But he'd still say it, I think. Yeah. But he would like that early stuff. Yeah. I know he would. I also feel that he would because we tend to read tom brehan on stereogum yeah so he did a number ones article on venus yep and he said cruel summer was a previous hit and then he wrote in brackets it's a 10 
Oh, okay. And I've never heard him say something was a 10. Yeah. He gave Venus an 8. Oh, wow. So, if Tom Brehan thinks Cruel Summer's a 10, yeah. I think Chris Newkirk thinks. Hey, Tom Brehan, what would you rate this podcast as? I would say it's a solid 9.5. All right. I'd be worried about him responding. <laughs> I know. Tom Brehan, please do not rate our podcast. <laughs> okay. Well, I hope we've done justice to Cruel Summer. It is kind of a rarity for us that we're doing a song that no one would make fun of you for loving. So we're kind of stretching ourselves a bit here. Yeah. However, we're still going for it. If you're having a cruel summer right now, I just want you to know from us who've had our fair share of cruel summers, you're not the only one. Thank you for listening to Bill and Frank's Guilt-Free Pleasures.